0: what is up friend welcome to the vf podcast my name is caleb hunt and i am one of your hosts joined by my co-host um and co-founder of the vf podcast john gerlock
1: john how you feeling buddy i am feeling full we just had mexican food so i'm happy
0: yes we went for a, a hike this morning and then came back and uh had some mexican food our uh Our beautiful brides work together, and so they're stuck in quarantine working on HR things while we're here making podcasts because... They have real jobs. They have real jobs. (laughs) They have real jobs.
1: And we work in the church. Not saying it's not a real job. It's hard work, but
0: it's... We're kind of shut down right now. It's different. (laughs) It is definitely different. Um, And today, we're going to be talking about a topic that I'm super excited to dive into, um, which is spiritual health, um, which as, you know comparing mental health where we're not proven experts at all. John and I have tons of experience with spiritual health, and I think we both have a lot of insight just from our own journeys that we're excited to bring to the table to today's conversation. And so I kind of want to kick off this uh, podcast kind of how we've been starting each episode of this series and just kind of asking, John, what do you think spiritual health
1: is? What does spiritual health look like to you? Well, I think it goes back once again to freedom. You know, we talked about freedom a little bit in mental health as well as physical health. And I think the same thing is true spiritually. Mm. So whenever I think about spiritual health, I want to be free to worship. I want to be free to connect with the divine. I want to be free to receive critique and receive challenges to my faith. And I want to be free to respond to them in, in a healthy in an emotionally solid way, in a way that doesn't completely destroy my faith. And so I think it comes back to freedom. And, you know, coming from the Christian perspective, you know, we are both working in the evangelical church. So coming from a Christian perspective, I also want to be free from that which holds me back. And so that is sin, you know? And I think a lot of times in the church nowadays, we don't really like talking about sin that much, mm. um, but it's, I, I think it's a real thing. You know, there's, there's freedom in Christ um, and that freedom, in my opinion, is freedom from the pathways of death that are sin, you know, the things that are not good for us. Yeah. Tell me about a time where you felt, like a specific time in your life, where you felt like you were healthy, like you had a good relationship with God, where you felt like you were in a good spot? I think everybody
0: starts at a place where... You know, you feel like you're on fire for God. Yeah. At least in the, in the evangelical church, that's how I started. When I first came to faith, I felt like I had this new realization about the world and the way that it works and who's in charge, and that excited me.
1: Right. And right. so I was
0: like, Oh, of course I'm spiritually strong. Like I'm awake now. Like mm-hmm. I I was lost and now I'm found, and I was asleep and now I'm awake, and I see things totally different. I was blind and now I see. And now I see. Praise <laughs> God. But. Then, once you start to wrestle with real questions, that's when everything starts to get a little shaky. And I think a lot of church leaders, at least in my past experience growing up in the church, really wanted good for me. They really wanted well for me, and they were just trying to be faithful to what they understood the Scriptures to mean. But some of the things that... I was given as, hey, these are core essentials that are going to set a firm foundation for you, for your faith. Right. Really became some of the things that made faith kind of rocky and kind of forced me into a place of questioning whether or not, you know, this whole faith thing was going to work for me because of how contradicting it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So tell me a little bit about faith. Like, what does faith mean? Because I hear. People say all the time, oh, you have to have faith. And I hear people say, you got to know that you know that you know that you know. You know, you, you hear those things um, and you think, you know, about all the times where you hear, well, their faith wasn't strong enough. They fell away or, oh, they're just not being faith. What does is, what is faith look like to you? And how does that relate to spiritual health? Hmm. I think faith
0: to me is having a trust in something that is beyond yourself okay, and knowing that even if you don't have certainty um, about what it is or how it works, being okay with not having the answers is part of faith. Okay. Um, even if there are things outside of your understanding, um, there's something that's bigger that is keeping this whole thing together, that is keeping everything kind of
1: cohesive and ha- as it should be. Right. Um, so, what is, you said having trust, right? And you said um, something beyond yourself, something outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. So, What are the things that you put your faith or your trust in? Yeah. And like, how does that relate to spiritual health? Yeah. I think for me, I put my
0: faith in a provider. I put my faith in, um, you know, our our Christian context, what we would call God, um, that there is a creator who genuinely loves and pursues each and every human being, both on a personal and on a collective level, um, and that we are here. Um, on earth together and there is God within me and there is God within you and that there is a gift that we are given to be able to connect with one another to love each other and by loving each other we then are
1: also loving the creator of all things okay so what about somebody that says you know God the universe uh, karma whatever you want to call it somebody like that or somebody who says well I'm spiritual but I'm not religious
0: Oh, that's fine. I, I, I understand that. Um, being spiritual and not religious isn't an issue for me. I, I think that we all have a spiritual grounding within us that even if you don't acknowledge it, connects us to one another. Okay and gives us gifts to be able to relate and have empathy and have compassion and have those things that we all universally believe are good character quality traits to have. I think even those character traits is a kind of spiritual
1: grounding that connects us to one another. Yeah, I think I agree. I think. I agree with that. I'm not 100% sure yet, but I definitely think that there's something to that thought of the common denominator among us all, like especially those of us who have, you know, relatively similar moral compasses. I think that is spiritual. I would accredit that to the divine, like the thing that unites us all. I, w- I would accredit that to God. Um, and more specifically, Christ because I think it is Christ that unites us all and Christ that is drawing us towards himself. I think that Christ is in all things. Oh, okay. Uh, and so
0: even if you're not able to identify it as Christ, Christ is somewhere hidden in the middle
1: of everything. So you think no matter who you are, Christ is somehow at work within someone's life. Actively pursuing people 24-7. I like that analogy with what you're what you're saying about Christ being in all because we're receiving this constant invitation to not only acknowledge the divine, but to enter into process with the divine, to enter into that divine dance that is the Trinity. And so I wasn't sure what you were saying before, but I think... I, I am mostly on board with what you're saying now. I think, I think I'm think i there. And I think this too is kind of a good representation of what spiritual health yeah. is as well. Yeah. Because I was able, and you were able, to enter into a conversation where I didn't really understand what you are saying. Yeah. I didn't really agree with it. My gut yep. instinct was to fight against it because, wait, this is wrong. Yeah. This is weird. What's, what's different? But we were able and flexible enough to enter into that dialogue and come out the other side and understand each other's spiritual walks and views better, yeah. um, as well as maybe our own better. And I want to hear you talk a little bit about like flexibility mm-hmm. within spiritual health. Yeah. Because we talked a little bit about flexibility within um, physical health. And so how does flexibility... Fit into spiritual health? Like, uh, is there wiggle room? Are there clear cutoff lines of like what is spiritually healthy and what is just feel good self help?
0: Yeah. I think that one beautiful thing that we can both recognize is that even if you and I didn't agree on what we just talked about, we'll use that as an example. We're okay with that mm. because that isn't the core foundation of our faith. Whether or not I believe. God is in all all things and that it doesn't matter if somebody finds Christ in the Christian tradition or whatever it might look like, um, even if we don't agree on that, it's okay because we know that in our Christian tradition, what is core is that we love each other and that we know we trust in the love of the Father. Mm-hmm. And so, I think being able to hold things with a loose grip and not tie every single issue to your personal um intertwining of who you are to to your identity is important. It's, it's important to hold your concepts with a loose grip because at the end of the day, we're all guessing really. We have two forms of navigation. We have the scripture, which is a topic in and of itself. And then we have the Holy Spirit, which is vague for so many people because it's really allowing the holy spirit to work in and through your intuition about how you interpret scripture about how you interpret things that you hear from god in your prayer life Um, and so it's important that we're holding those things with with a loose grip otherwise we'll find that the foundation that we feel like we're building strongly upon really isn't that strong because it's not flexible if i use um you know the the foundations analogy that christ would use Um, You need to make sure that you're building it on a foundation that can both provide growth, but can also be flexible when things are pulled into question. Um, Because if you don't, then your structure will
1: never stand. Your faith will never stand. Yeah, that's that's interesting that you bring up that solid foundation reference, because I mean, if you think about a building, right, the the building itself, um, the, the foundation is solid. It's rock. You know, it's concrete, it's poured concrete, and the foundation is not built to move. And that's fine in a one-story house. You know, if you're fine not letting your faith grow and just stay a one-story house and not expand, then that's one thing. But the thing about skyscrapers, people that let their faith expand and grow, skyscrapers within their design allow flexibility because of high winds and things like that, earthquakes. And so, yeah, you need a solid foundation. But I think having some, like like you, I think you said, some wiggle room. I, I think that's key because that way, when a strong wind blows, you're not going to be toppled over, yeah. you know? And so I think, you know, you, you see that as just that analogy of that skyscraper blowing in the wind. Yeah, it has a strong, solid foundation. Um, but... If, if it didn't allow any wiggle room then literally too strong of a wind could destroy that entire building and, and the thing
0: not to be like the cliche pastor but i don't think faith is something to be built as much as it is something to be grown mm. and so when we think about foundation roots can spread farther than the eye can see mm. and when you know, tra like tragedy happens whenever windstorms pick up, when floods happen, the one thing that will always be protected are roots. Mm. And so I think it's important that we treat faith more like an orchard to be grown and also for seeds to be planted in the people around us more than something that
1: needs to be built. More than a city to be built. Yeah. Yeah. Caleb, how do you think strength plays into spiritual
0: health? Faith is an issue that I feel like I've always received pushback on because so many people have opinions and thoughts about faith that they want to either share or um, you know disagree with your point of view for their point of view. And so what strength looks like to me is being able to accept those and chew on them and be able to dissect other people's opinions and interjections about what they believe about your faith. Um, or about you know faith in general, the, the faith tradition that you share. While also knowing that you don't have to accept those opinions or those suggestions or interjections as truth. Um, and also realizing that there's grace for the fact that they may not have the answers that you want them to have. And you may not have the answers that they want you to have. But being able to have strength means being flexible, really, I think, more so in faith. Um, You have to be able to hold things with a loose grip because there's always going to be moments where you're wrong. And there's always going to be moments where you're right. Mm. And being able to be open to both of those things is what's going to allow growth. Because I think you and I would both agree that being spiritually sick, like a result of that, would actually be fundamentalism. It would be um, legalism, you know, those forms of faith that are so tied to one thing that if you push back or disagree or derail it at all, the whole thing comes crumbling down and now nothing makes sense anymore. And it can become really easy to back yourself in a corner, which I honestly think is why so much of the world today rejects the Christian form of spirituality. We've over time put up such a front Um, That is defensive to the world that we've backed ourselves in a corner because we don't know how to answer certain questions in a way that makes sense, but also says we don't have it all figured out. And that's okay. We've made it all about certainty in the West. We've made it all about we have the answer and Jesus is the answer. And it's important that you're online with our answer. Yeah. But what happens when we actually don't have the answer? We don't know what to do with ourselves. Yeah. We back—we've backed ourselves in a corner, and we have no way to help people. We haven't taught Christians how to balance uncertainty or to accept uncertainty.
1: Yeah, I hear—I hear you talking a lot about the flexibility aspect of your faith and how important that is to you. Um, just to acknowledge that. You know, it, it seems, and I I know you have because I know you pretty well, like, it seems like you've gone through some transitions in your faith um, and some transformations in your faith and, and hard times in your faith. And that has brought about a sense of flexibility now in your faith, because before it was probably a little bit of the ego trying to hold on to something, hold on to that certainty, like you said. Yeah. Because as humans, we want to have clear boundary lines. We want to have clear in-groups and out-groups. And whenever we have that certainty of I'm in and they're in, but those people over there, those people are out. Whenever we have that, that, that is comforting because we know where we stand. But whenever you have flexibility and, and gray instead of black and white, that can be pretty scary but I think those seasons of unknowing, those seasons of process, those seasons of entering deeply into the gray, not knowing what is black or white, not knowing what's up or down, not knowing quote unquote who is in or out. Mm-hmm. I think it's those seasons that develop strength in us in our in our faith. Oh, yeah. In our spiritual health. Like I know for me in my process of deconstruction, and reconstruction, asking myself, what do I believe? What do I need to hold on to? What do I need to let go of? It's made me a lot stronger. It's made my faith a lot stronger. And yeah, those seasons of belief were weaker, but I don't think we serve a God that is that contingent on our quote unquote right belief necessarily but like you were saying more cares more about our trust like i think god cares more about us recognizing that god is god and we are not yeah and trusting in god that god will do god's job cuz we don't have to yeah like we can do our job and that is to be christ here and now and so it's those seasons of unknowing it's those seasons of breaking down that really develops the strength in my opinion and of course i'm going to go back to the body because i see so many ties between body mind and spirit every time i train i'm technically getting weaker right i'm I'm lifting weights my muscles are breaking down so i'm getting weaker in the immediate But long-term, it's that breaking down that's making me stronger because I can rebuild stronger than I was before. And the same is true in my faith. I have broken down my spiritual muscles so many times that not much can shake me. And I've also grown more flexible and I've had a huge growth in endurance. And so I wanna hear your thoughts on that. what do you think being healthy produces within us? What do you, what do you think being healthy produces within you spiritually because I mean you're entering into a season where you've you know dedicated your whole life to working within the church and now that season's coming to a close at least at a full-time capacity. Yeah. And so your faith might look a little different right now or maybe you had to believe a certain way within a certain context. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you have any thoughts into all of that. I'm sorry, that was a long rant. No, no, yeah, that's good. It was good, though.
0: Um, I think, you know, in regards to full-time ministry, I think I've had to be kind of quiet and kind of give the persona that I don't really challenge things the way that I do internally. Mm. But I honestly think that God has grace for but also appreciates the wrestling of things
1: yeah Um, i want to come back to that yeah
0: but i i think for so long at least in full-time ministry you're you're supposed to be seen as somebody who has the answers even though they would they would there are churches that would swear up and down that would say no like we don't have all the answers we're just people just like you trying to figure it out but like Honestly, the expectation for you is that you have it just a little more figured out than other people. Um, And that was an important persona to give. But also the type of questions that I felt like I was asking myself or challenging myself in my faith were not questions that a lot of people who went to church were having at the time. Mm -hmm. And that that doesn't make me more advanced. That just puts me in a different place spiritually than other people were. um, A different place in my spiritual journey. You know, you kind of referenced um, building strength. I can I can refer back to my own deconstruction process. And when I started to have doubts, I remember going to a, uh, a mentor figure at the time. His name was Anthony. Um, and I went into his office and I sat down. I was like, dude, I'm having doubts about faith. Like, I'm having doubts about what's all this mean. Like, what like I I'm frustrated, mm. and he was like, I think that's okay, and that was one of the most like freeing responses I had ever gotten from somebody. Um, it's just it's okay to wrestle with those. It's okay to not have it figured out, and if you stay the course, if you don't give up on it, because I think what happens so often is that people get to these places in their faith and they're like, well, screw it. Like, I, I'm not I'm not going to figure it out. Obviously, this doesn't make sense. Therefore, it's not real. Right. But if you trust the process and if you trust that God's presence with you, God's grace and love for you is with you in that process and that you don't have to have everything figured out and you can wrestle with these issues and these problems. I think there is so much growth on the other side. Kind of what you were talking about in regards to weightlifting, you know, you're you're becoming weaker, you're tearing muscles that you used to have so much confidence in, but later they're going to repair themselves in a way that is so much more durable, in a way that is so much stronger than ever before. Yeah. And so really, like, I've kind of reached this place in my faith Um where it all comes down to Jesus gave us the command to love God with all our heart soul mind and strength and love our neighbor as ourself and that covers a multitude of everything as far as what I'm questioning about God mm-hmm. even if I don't have even if it's not the answer that I want even if it provides so much vagueness right. that like I don't it's not clear enough for me it's the vagueness that is the beautiful part of it. Right. I remember when Haley and I first started dating, God bless her soul. I was in the middle of Theo 1, Theology 1, and that's when everything started to come to a shatter, just a roller coaster straight down. So thank you for that, Dr. Vale. Um, Eric Vale, if you ever listen to this, this one's for you. <laughs> um, but I used to just have to always feel like I was defending issues of faith to her. And always kind of felt like to some degree I was just dissecting, but also kind of pushing agendas on her, even her spiritual belief, because that was my fundamentalism within me trying to push back to say, I have the answer. I know that God is certain in these ways, and I have to show you in order to like make myself believe that my faith is real or that it's good enough or that I'm worthy to be in ministry. Um I have to show you that it's strong enough, yeah. and here's all the facts and opinions of what the Bible says is absolutely true with zero vagueness at all, and just having her love kind of be with me in that process was huge for me too, because now I'm to the point to where Haley and I probably don't even agree on everything spiritually, but that's okay. And it's okay to live in that space. We don't have to be in uniformity. We can still be in unity because those two aren't the same things. And that's why the church is such a beautiful thing because it doesn't have to look the same. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be the same thing. And so I think spiritual health, to kind of try to draw this all back in, um, the way to improve strength and the way to grow spiritually is to hold things with a loose grip, at least in my In my experience, flexibility has been the number one um, contributor to my spiritual health is because I don't have to have it all figured out and I don't have to make sure that other people have it figured out so that they don't go to hell. Like I just have to trust that God is in the middle of it all and that where I'm at, God sees and God understands and God is with me and will continue to be with me um, in all things as I pursue growth. Yeah. So...
1: Yeah, so I want to go back to something you said and talk about wrestling, right? And that just reminds me of Jacob, right? Whenever uh, Jacob is wrestling with, some translations say God, some say an angel. Um, So Jacob is wrestling with God all night. Like physically wrestling with God. Now I don't know if it was actually physically wrestling, but Jacob was wrestling with God all night. And I don't know if you've ever wrestled. I mean, you're a guy and you have a brother, so you probably have. I did jujitsu for like a month and it was, well, maybe like two, but it was really hard and I no longer do it. I gave up. But whenever you're grappling, whenever you're wrestling, it's a very intimate thing. Yeah. You can't be closer than when you're wrestling somebody.
0: Yeah.
1: And so it's in that struggle, it's in that hustle. It's in that process that you're the closest you can be. Mm -hmm. And it was through that wrestling that Jacob demanded a blessing from God. God asked, will you please release me? I'm tired of wrestling with you. I am tired of this struggle. And Jacob says, not until you bless me will I release you. And so God blesses him. And that's where Jacob becomes Israel and that's the foundation for their faith. He is he is the father of the 12 tribes of Israel. Yeah. The whole nation was founded on that wrestling. And maybe
0: if I can interject, maybe God just wanted to bless him the whole time. Maybe. And maybe the wrestling was taken upon not by God but by Jacob. But it was going to take the wrestling process for Jacob in order to really be able to receive the blessing that God had for him. Hmm. Hmm. And so maybe it's it's not—I think God honors the wrestling, but at some point it's like, when are you just going to quit wrestling with it and let me bless you and let me love you the way that I know that I can? Hmm. At some point you have to be willing to release things that you're wrestling with and surrender it to God and be like, you know what? I don't know if I'm gonna win this, like, thought process, this battle or not, but either way, I just, I need to trust that you're going to bless me through it. Mm. And I think that's the will of the Father the entire time is that I want to bless you. But you have to release things like these things first. You have to release me in some form or some concept or some construct that you have in order for me to continue to bless you because what I'm doing now doesn't work anymore for you. Mm. Like what got you here is not gonna get you there. Because faith is a journey about growth. It's not just a place that you reach.
1: Uh yeah. And yeah. so
0: I think that's part of the issue with faith too, is that we talk, at least in the Christian tradition, we talk about faith so like in a, in a formulatic way, yeah. like you do X, Y, Z and it equals this.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but
1: you either have it or you don't. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But once again, even talking like how we kind of discussed in mental health, it's the pursuit mm-hmm. of getting to where you think you're going. That is the most beautiful part. Yeah. Like I'm not, I was telling you earlier today, I was telling John on our walk, um, Our hike, our stroll, whatever you want to call it. As of late, I've been less concerned about where I'm going to end up when I die. And I'm more concerned about how I can experience heaven and experience Christ here and now. And whatever's going to connect me with God here and now, that's what I'm most worried about. That's what I'm most concerned about because I'm not, I don't want to treat faith anymore like it's a formula. Like I do these things and I live this way and then it equals this. I want to do whatever is going to allow me to feel Christ now, to be connected with God now, but also to be connected with neighbor now. I know we're we're kind of running over time of what we we originally planned for this episode, but I do kind of want to just go down one more path, and then we can wrap it up. Um, and And that's just kind of talking about how we're deeply impacted by community when it comes to faith.
1: Yeah, and I would love to to like we did in the the last episode talk about some practical next steps of how people if they're searching for spiritual help, like give them some practical next steps of how you can do that. But I think first and foremost like you said, it starts with community. Mm-hmm. You know, recognizing that you're not in this alone, that there have been thousands, millions Probably billions of people before you that have been seeking spiritual health, seeking the divine. And you're not alone in that. You're not alone in having questions. You're not alone in having doubts. You're not alone in the wrestling. And there's two things that I believe. In the wrestling, God is with you. Like I said before, God is near. In the wrestling, there is blessing. And also you're not the first person to do it and you will not be the last. And so if you have the questions, if you have the doubts, if you have the, the fears, if you have the anxieties, you're not alone. And so that's the first thing that I want to talk about. And, and community is a huge part of that. You know, Whenever I've gone through my deconstruction phases, whenever I've had my doubts, whenever I've had my concerns, whenever I've had my anxieties, it was my community mm-hmm. and my faithfulness that brought me through my lack of faith. Yeah. And by faithfulness, I mean staying faithful. So I might not have had the right belief, I might not have believed at all, but I still showed up within my, my community. I still wrestled with God, I still prayed to God. Even though I didn't always believe in that God, yeah. I stayed the course, I stayed faithful um, within community and also within my own spiritual disciplines. And so I don't know, Caleb, if you have anything you want to add in terms of community or other things that people can do to find spiritual health, but I'm I'm sure you have plenty. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, there are definitely people that you can't, share this process with. You can't be vulnerable and open with every single person um, about this process because there are so many people in the faith tradition that you're in that are probably rejecting the process that you're willingly going through. Um, They're avoiding it, and there are probably people who don't understand it, and so you can't share it with everybody because they won't understand and it will actually be detrimental to your process if you do that. Mm -hmm. Um, because not only are you conflicted with yourself and you're conflicted with God, but now you have other people who are validating that conflictedness yeah. within you. If that's a word, Confliction? Confliction. There we go. <laughs> they're, they're you know they're affirming that confliction within you as bad, mm. um, and that's never the case. You know David wrestled with God. Um, so many people in the scripture, if you read their narrative, they all wrestled with different concepts and things that they
1: felt like God was pushing them towards. I mean, even look at Jesus. You oh know, my gosh! I always think I always go back to Jesus in the garden. He said, "Father, if if there's any other way that, that so I don't have to bear this cup, I don't have to, I don't have to bear being crucified." Right. Even Jesus was wrestling with God. He was sweating blood. He was so anxious. Yeah. You know.
0: But I do think that it's so important that you find people who maybe are going through the process with you or even have gone through the process before you of where you feel like you are in your spiritual journey. And it's important to be able to have those conversations, those people who can pour into your life and let you know that it's okay because nothing was ever meant to be fully fulfilled alone at its best. Um, God wired us for community. doesn't matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert. Um, God wired us to be companions to one another. Um, and so it's important that you find community for that. I would say another thing um, is continually pursue the process because you won't grow if you don't pursue it. Yeah. And it's it's in the pursuit where you really learn new things and you find deeper levels of who you believe God to be. And I believe God shows himself in the wrestling um, of the pursuit. And so it can be common when you start to reach rocky places in your faith to either not question it, so avoid it, or give up on it. But if you stay true to the process, if you figure it out, and then also come to the realization that it's okay to not have it figured out, those... Two big things for me are going to
1: play a massive role in making sure that you are spiritually healthy. Yeah, for me, a huge thing that's been helpful is practicing the spiritual disciplines. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I'm currently coming out with a, you know, 30-day devotional based on spiritual disciplines, and not spiritual disciplines alone, but specific ones of examine, of simplicity, of fasting and of gratitude cuz those have been so instrumental in my life. Um, Examine, you know, looking within. How is God present within my life even whenever I don't see God at the surface? Simplicity. What are the things in my life that are distracting me and can I wipe those away? Fasting. What are the things within me and the things that I'm consuming that need stripped away um, so that I can focus more of my energy and my attention on the divine and lastly, gratitude, yeah. you know, where has God brought me already? How, how has God deeply affected me? What has God put into my life? Um, and how can I acknowledge that? And so to me, it's the spiritual disciplines that have been so powerful. And that's why I, you know, I've been working day and night on, well, not really day, mostly night after I'm done with all my youth group stuff on this 30 day devotional, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, the spiritual disciplines have been huge for me. And also, too, I want to acknowledge that while, like something that you said, Caleb, that unity is not uniformity. And so while you and I believe differently, it still comes back to the person of Christ. Yes. It still comes back to the divine that is active and moving and gracious and loving And wants to be felt and seen and known within all of us. Yeah. That's good, man. That's, that's, it's all about Christ. Like that's, that's really it. Yeah. The more I read the scripture, the more I'm like, man, this Jesus really knew what was up. Yeah. And it's crazy to me.
0: How much, even when I read the scriptures, but also as I continually go through this spiritual formation process, it is absolutely mind-blowing to me how much Christ wants to pursue me. How much God desires to, even if I have to wrestle with you, I'll do it. In order to connect with you. In order to fearlessly and like fiercely love you and bless you. I'll do whatever it takes. And so it's it's absolutely humbling and mind blowing um, to just kind of look back and, and see how faithful God has been to me yeah. in our relationship. Absolutely. Um, and so we've reached the end of our time today, but um, one last thing I, I do want to encourage you to do is. Pursue the things that connect you most to God, whether that's spiritual disciplines, whether you're going, you know, I know a lot of friends really connect uh, through communion, which is awesome. Kind of goes back to the traditions and the means of grace. Um, For me, it's being outdoors. It's reading a book that is going to kind of like have a a God-centered focus to bring me back um, to who Christ is and really challenge where I'm at now and how I can get better. It's being open to new ideas, and it's having heartfelt conversations with people that I love and care about. Any closing thoughts? Now would be the time.
1: Yeah. Christ loves you. So do we. Christ loves you and so do we. If you guys need any book recommendations, anywhere to turn, if you guys are asking questions, if you are pursuing similar things spiritually, if you have things to add, go on to our Facebook group. Um, We'll let you in. We're free to chat um, because we're all in this together. We're all pursuing spiritual health and a relationship with the divine together. Absolutely.
0: And if you felt like today's episode was helpful, do us a favor. Please share it with a friend. Share it on your social media. Give us a five-star review. That really helps other people find um, the podcast. Helps us to you know, expand our reach. And uh, it, it helps us to be able to join other people in on the conversations. Because I'm sure there are a lot of people who are who wish that they were having the conversations that we've gotten to have together. And so if you could do those things, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. And I think that's it for today's episode. I want to thank you so much for being a part of our conversation and for listening to our stories. And hopefully this helped you in some way. And until next time, we love you. Love y'all.